0: Imperfect action, what it is not, is it is not just um, throwing all caution to the wind. It's not reckless. Imperfect action is intentional. It's being willing to take the first step or the next step without seeing the whole picture perfectly. It is about not waiting until you think you have it all figured out and that every step along the way is completely lined up before you step in.
1: Welcome to the Secrets of Supermom show, where we explore how successful, busy moms battle overwhelm, beat burnout, and stay happy in the process. I'm your host, Lori Oberbreckling, wife, mom of four, corporate executive, photographer, and author of the book, Secrets of Supermom: how extraordinary moms succeed at work and home and how you can too. Hey, hey friend, welcome to episode number 78 of the Secrets of Supermom show. I cannot wait to share today's guest with you. We met during a podcasting group that I'm a part of, so she was a part of one of the meetings, and I was instantly drawn to her. She was intelligent and poised, and she just was everything that I that I love, and I knew that y'all would love her too. So I'm super grateful she said yes to joining us on the show, and if you attended the Supermom Summit, you might have caught Amanda's interview there. So today we're talking about imperfect action. And taking imperfect action is tough. We want to look competent. We don't wanna look like we don't know what we're doing, right? Even when we don't know what we're doing, we don't want to look stupid or look like we feel like we look stupid. We wanna look amazing. We wanna look competent. We wanna look like we know it all. Maybe we even want people to really think we're practically perfect in every way, like Mary Poppins style, right? We want just folks to think that we are great, and we think that they will think less of us if we are imperfect. And Amanda today says no, no. Uh, So today's guest is Amanda Edwards. She is a business mentor. She specializes in selling and leading with heart and conviction. And she helps you to dig deeper into what makes you shine, what's holding you back, and how you can be the go-to in your industry by doing business differently. Amanda has led accounts and sales strategy over the past 15 years, working with Fortune 100 companies, where she's learned that there isn't a one-size-fits-all recipe for success. And when it comes to sales, there's no magic script. She is on a mission to bring the human connection to the forefront of business and leadership into the sales process. She believes that selling is what gets the impact you know you can make out into the world. She's created the internationally chart-ranking Imperfectly Ambitious podcast, where you'll find a lot of real talk around life and business with the intention... For you to leave feeling uplifted, inspired, and ready to take action. I am uplifted, inspired, and ready to take action when I'm listening to Amanda, and so I'm thrilled to introduce you to her. This episode is sponsored by the Supermom Society, the only membership of its kind that combines productivity training so you can do more in less time with parenting training so you can confidently be the mom you dream to be. I believe that an intentional plan, productivity strategy, and a little parenting magic will change your life. I believe it so much that I created the Supermom Society with moms just like you in mind. I can't wait to show you what it's like to have more time, less stress, and a community to hold you up. Head to the supermomsociety.com for all the details. Hey, hey, friends. Welcome to the show. I am thrilled to have Amanda with me here today. Amanda, welcome.
0: Oh, thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be here.
1: I met Amanda um, in a podcasting group and was immediately drawn to her. She is just brilliant and amazing and smart. And she just speaks so well, no matter what she's talking about. And I really, really wanted to have her on the show. So I'm so lucky that she said yes. So Amanda, I would love for you to just tell us a little bit about you. Tell us a little bit about
0: your story. Sure. Well, first of all, you're too kind. Thank you, Lori. I feel the same about you. So I'm so glad that we've connected. Um, Yeah. So I am the host of the Imperfectly Ambitious podcast And I have had a corporate career for the past 16 years in sales and sales strategy. Um, I'm a mom of two little kiddos and I live in Minnesota with them and my husband and my golden retriever. (laughs) But I think like a lot of your listeners, it's like, I know that like we can have it all right if we're intentional about it. And I got to this point where. I mean, I'm almost, I'm turning 40 this year and I'm in my career and I have the family and I'm, everything's going well. Everything on paper is so great. And then I just, I felt this pull, like I felt this pull for more. And I think a lot of people will resonate with that, right? Like call it a whisper, call it a pull. But I knew that there was something else that I needed to be Doing quote unquote. But what I have realized through my journey is it was really this. I knew that I had gifts and strengths and skills that I've built throughout life, right, and life and career that I wanted to put to work in a bigger way. And so I say that to say that is what led me to creating Imperfectly Ambitious. And um, that's kind of how the story started. And it's all about wanting to Intentional about how I'm working, how I'm being a mom, how I'm really creating opportunities for myself and not standing there waiting for them to come to me, right? And like, what is that bigger vision that I have for my work and for my life? And how can I start taking steps now to create that and then now helping other women to see that and to do the same thing? Yeah. So
1: I love it so much. And I think that you you know, our listeners, you're really speaking to our listeners because a lot of us work full time or work part time. Some of us in jobs that we love, right? Like me, some of us in jobs we maybe don't love and also still have that pull for more. We do. We feel that we, you know, I love my career and I love my family, but I also just had a pull to do more than that. There were things that, that didn't fit into the mom bucket and they didn't fit into the career woman bucket. They, there were draws that were just coming from another place. And so, you know, for me, right. The podcast and the book came out of that for you, the podcast came out of that and starting to work with other women and connect with other women. And, um, I know for both of us, it's been amazing. And so I want to just kind of understand when you like, we're hearing this whisper, right. You were getting this pull for more. How did you know to what to do, right? Like, how mm-hmm. did you how did you take the next step? Because sometimes you get the whisper and you're like,
0: shush, I know, <laughs> I don't know what to do, right? I know, yeah. And that's the experience. It's like you and side note is like you will hear that whisper, you'll feel that feel that pull, and it will keep getting louder until you can't ignore it. That pull will keep getting stronger until you can't ignore it. And I think. You know, really to answer your question, I started to do what I think most people do. And you start to be like, okay, you're searching, you're searching externally for the information. Like I need help with this. What is this all about? So I was listening to all the podcasts. I was reading all the books and I'd start to get inspiration for that. But when I realized then how to apply what I was hearing externally versus inside, like digging deep, what is this really about? It's when I learn. I, I just I learned that okay, Amanda. Like right now, what are you doing? Like so to answer your question, kind of tactically, so that people can take this away. Like when you feel this and you feel like there's more, what are the things in your work or in your life, the things that light you up, the things that you want to be doing more of? Like so for me, when in my career, for example, I love helping people, helping colleagues, helping customers navigate kind of their communication and their tough conversations and sell internally, sell their ideas, sell their vision, ultimately, like how to just um, make progress in that way and doing trainings on that and seeing them get aha moments. And so it's like, how can I do that in a bigger way? And then apply that to a cause that you feel so strongly about. And for me, it's women in business, helping women in business just unapologetically show up. So it's like, how can I use the things that light me up and the skills that I believe I have applying it to something that's important to me? And that's when you can start to feel like, okay, I'm starting to feel more alive. Yeah. Yeah. So you, of course you're
1: connected with people at work, right? You're connected with doing that for, for clients, for, for business partners, but you knew, okay, I could do this bigger in a bigger way. And so the podcast, right. Allows you Mm -hmm. to do that. It allows you to reach more women. Um, and so that made sense, right. But it would kind of depend, I suppose, on what your draw is, what your, Mm -hmm. what that pull is. Do you want to help more people? Do you want to Um, do you want to make more connections? Do you want to, where is the, where's that fire coming from? Right. And so you were asking yourself, where is this fire coming from? Where am I feeling lit up more than than in other places. Right. Cause right.
0: I'm sure like not all of us are getting lit up by checking our email all day long. Totally. Right? <laughs> totally. And so it's, and that could mean something different for you. It's like, how can you, I've learned that, like you, that whisper starts to fade when you're on the right track and you're starting to feel more fulfilled. It's about this fulfillment and finding meaning in what you're doing. And there are ways that you can do that where you are right now, by figuring out how to create the opportunities right where you are, like say in your job, like Where can you apply more of the skills and the things that light you up? Where can you raise your hand and volunteer to lead this initiative? What industry organization could you go seek out if they need speakers and and let them know how you can add value? Things like that, where you are taking action in creating, essentially like moving towards that fulfillment for you from right where you are. And then from there, for me, you know when I started the podcast or then, um, other programs that were a result, I happen to love business. And so to me, that's in my blood where now I want to create programs to help other people with that. But for somebody else listening, maybe it's not business. Maybe it's, you know, something that you've learned that has helped you through like mindset stuff that now you want to show other people how to do or little things of a hobby that you're so passionate about and want to get more involved in. It doesn't matter, but it's just being able to have that awareness self-awareness around what that is for you and then how to just start taking intentional steps and being willing to experiment and try things that are kind of on that trajectory. Yeah.
1: I love that. I think, so I think I have a good example of this. So I, my job requires a lot of technical knowledge, a lot of strategy, a lot of logic, right? It requires a lot of my left brain. And I also like to be creative. So years ago, before I had done a book and a, you know, podcast and getting all these fun, creative outlets out of my body. Right. And they're like jumping into the world before I had done that. I didn't have time to do that. Right. I, my, the such that my life was such that I did not have the available time to be able to move things around and make that happen. i had very tiny children. My husband was gone all the time. And so I had volunteered to be at my job, part of this newsletter. Was like this creative way you had to like make it pretty and also share information. And so I had volunteered to be part of this because I like I thought writing was fun, I thought the graphic design was fun. And so it was a little thing, but to me, it was a really fun part of my job, this side thing that not everybody got to do. I got picked for, right? And so it just lit me up a little bit more than some of my normal tasks. And Mm -hmm. So I think that's like a little tiny version of what you're saying, right? Find that little way to light the fire. And then as you grow, you'll find other ways to do that.
0: Totally, absolutely. And that is, that's a very, that's such a great example. And a not so little way. I mean, that's so real, so true. And whether it's even like, I was a major part of an industry organization that I was on the board and kind of made my way through the board to the point where, you know, I was leading it. And it's like, you're that was an outlet for me to apply some of the things that I really, really feed on and thrive on is like talking about leadership and growth and the things that I could bring to that organization from a, and I also work in a very technical industry. And so it was, I was able to apply some of those other skills that I really enjoy that I believe are what, you know, um, I could bring to the table, right. Or that that's it's fulfilling in the process. Yeah. So it's just finding those outlets and opportunities and raising your hand. Yeah, and not and raising your not hand. assuming. I think that's what sometimes happens. is like it's it could be, you know, easy to sit in the background and you're like, gosh, why wasn't I picked for this? Why not me? Well, did you raise your hand and don't assume that somebody knows that either you have this value that you can bring or that you want to? Yeah. So how can you raise your hand and let them know that?
1: Yeah, we talk a lot about um being the like the pilot of your own ship or a pilot of your yeah. own plane, right? Like being able to say, okay. You, you maybe don't have control over everything. Maybe you're not the CEO, right? Maybe you don't have control over all of it, but you do have control over sharing what you're interested in, connecting with more people for what you're interested in and really making your own moves and, and making sure that the bright people know what you want to be part of, uh, because it can give you so many opportunities that maybe just because you're not the first person they thought of doesn't mean you're not a great fit because maybe they thought you weren't interested.
0: Right. Right. Yeah
1: you know, maybe they thought you had four kids and a traveling husband and there was no way you had time. Right. <laughs> totally, <laughs> totally. Yes. So I love that. I, I want to talk a little bit more about imperfect action. So imperfectly ambitious, of course, is your podcast and you talk about taking action. And so tell me more about what, what does that mean for you? And what does it mean for the women you work with?
0: Yeah. So imperfect action, what it is not is it is not just um, throwing all caution to the wind. It's not reckless. Imperfect action is intentional. It's being willing to take the first step or the next step without seeing the whole picture perfectly. It is about not waiting until you think you have it all figured out and that every step along the way is completely lined up before you step in. Um, And I say that because, and if you're listening, I'm sure you are too. I'm very ambitious as are you and which is great. And sometimes if we're honest, it can be a detriment from the standpoint of we know that we can operate at a certain level and we will get the things done. We'll get it taken care of. And then Though there are things that there are these big things out there that we know that we're either being called to do or we feel that pull for, but because we aren't as maybe sure about how we're going to make it work or how it's all going to work out or what people might think of us or if it's going to like blow up in our face or like all the fears that come up in it, you don't do it and you stay in the safe zone and you're overachieving quote unquote, at this certain level, but yet there is still more for you and you know it. And so it's that ability to do that and to take that step from where you are to where you know you're being pulled to and to be willing to do that without seeing the whole picture, take that action, expect that not everything is going to be perfect, but the key is trusting yourself that you're going to figure it out. you figured it out up until this point. And you're going to figure it out again. And so it's trusting yourself that regardless of the result of that next step you're going to take, you're going to, it's going to be okay. And that you are capable and qualified and competent to figure it out. Yeah.
1: Do you think, so you are completely speaking my language, first of all, (laughs) because in my career, it is very easy to see the end of the stairway, right? Like I can see the whole stairway and I can see what the end looks like. And I can decide how far I want to climb up, right. That I get to decide where that is, but in my business, in, you know, in writing a book and starting a podcast, I can't see the end of that stairway. There's like a big old cloud over Uh it, and I can see the next couple of steps, but I certainly can't see that, that cloud Mm -hmm. at the end or the, you know, the vision at the end. And so sometimes it is scary to take those next steps because the other stairway is so clear. It's so yeah. easy to take those next steps because I know where I'm going. And mm-hmm. so it's really, it's scarier to, to take those next steps because it, it, I'm not sure where, where it's headed. Yeah.
0: You know, Yeah, totally. And
1: I think also the, I'm not sure, you know, I, I don't know if other women feel this, but I'm definitely further, cl- I'm much closer to the bottom of the stairway in my new adventures than I am in my career. Mm-hmm. And so, It, when you're ambitious and overachieving, and I'm wondering if you're feeling connected with this, when you are, you know, let's say halfway or three quarters of the stairway, I don't know where, and then you have to go back to the beginning and you feel like a newbie again, and you feel like a beginner again, and you feel even I'll say it kind of stupid, right? Mm -hmm. In some of the things, all of a sudden you don't want to do it because you are afraid you're going to look dumb. Mm -hmm. Do you feel that? Do you
0: see Mm -hmm. women feeling that? Because that is- where I totally. feel a lot, yeah. totally. And it's humbling. And it's, I think, yeah, absolutely. Because I'm with you, like you, and, and that's part of what the problem is, is that people then will retract and they'll not do the thing. And then years down the road, they're like always thinking about it and always wondering what would have happened if like, I should have, you know, the should have's but I think it's just, you have to really dive into what is driving you in the first place. Like really what is driving you to do this in the first place? What would, would you regret, you know, would you regret Mm. not doing it? If you're, you know, it's always like, and I know there's versions of this that float around out there, but I always, I truly years ago, I, I heard it and that sits with me and it still drives me as I think about like at the end of your life, like sitting there, Thinking back on like all the things that you did or didn't do and like the chances you took, like why, what's going to matter then? Like the people's opinions of like who you were worried about, like the comparison that you were, you were like stuck in this comparison trap. And so you didn't do it, or you thought that it wasn't going to be good enough, or you were fear of fear of rejection, whatever it is. But like at the end of your life, looking back, like, are you going to regret that you didn't do it? And that's such like a, an extreme statement, but also it's so valid because that's ultimately what it's going to come down to. Right. And so it's that whole, like, take the chances, take these calculated, very intentional risks. And it, it's hard because anytime you do something that is new, it's completely uncomfortable. It feels like you're going to throw up sometimes you're going yeah. <laughs> to like reminding people that like go, are you moving in the direction in alignment with what it is that you're really, um, just in alignment, right. And with intention and you figure things out along the way. And it's just, it's not a perfect path. It's just not.
1: Yeah. It's not. Oh, it's so not. And I love that you said at the end of your life, because I do ask myself the question often, Mm -hmm. if I died today, am I living the life I want to be living? Like yeah. what I say, I lived my best life and I That's want so the true. answer to be yes, mm-hmm. a lot, right. Mm-hmm. Some days may go awry. Some yeah. days things, you know, I might take two steps backwards and be like, shoot, totally. <laughs> that did yeah. not work. But oh, I want I have, to say yeah. that I have been like w- taking those steps forward into the best life that I could possibly think of.
0: Yeah. Yes, she's
1: nodding. She's nodding. Y'all can't oh. see
0: her, but she's like, yes, yeah, I'm it. like, yeah, 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 absolutely. And I think too, one thing that helps me and, you know, it's appropriate for this podcast too, is, you know, I have two little kids. I have a daughter who's almost six and a son who's almost four. And I truly, what drives me is that like, we can tell our kids ever anything, right. All day long, but they watch us. Right. And so if I, the values that I want to instill in both my kids, but I'm thinking my daughter's older, she's six. But thinking about the values that I want to instill in her that are kind of just, again, in alignment with being a woman and a mom and my heart for women in business. But the things that I want to instill in her, I have to say, hey, Amanda, if you want her to have courage, if you want her to go for it, you want her to create her opportunities like you every day, you need to do that. And she's going to watch it. And part of the drive behind the podcast is I know that someday, like she's going to have documentation of her mom's voice, like forever. And so like, that's a piece of it. The things that I talk about, the things that I chase after for my own opportunities, like I want her to see that in action and to just see that that's what you do. Like that's just normal. And so, um, I want to live that way for them to see that.
1: Yes. I, I am so in alignment with that. I, I, I agree. I want my kids to see the same thing. I want them to see hard work and, and reaching for goals and trying to do something that you never thought maybe you would ever do, or that is super scary or that goes really wrong. Right. Like I want them to be able to see all of those things because I do think it's so important in Mm -hmm. them being able to make those choices, do those, take those scary steps, you know, believe that they can get something that they they can't see the end of, they can't see the end yeah. of the stairway, right? Like they believe they can get there even if they don't know how to get
0: there. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, I love it so much.
1: Amanda, you're amazing. I wanna ask you a couple of questions that we'd love yeah. to ask all of our guests. So yeah, let's do it. the first is, when do you feel most like a super mom?
0: I feel most like a super mom when I am, this is the first thing that comes to mind when you ask that. When I am in fully confident in setting boundaries, being intentional with my time. And I am feeling like I am absolutely like shedding through the things that aren't necessary, focusing on the most important things at home and work in my personal life, taking care of myself. And I kind of just feel very intentional, but I think like, it's one thing to say being intentional, but for me, I do think that goes back to setting boundaries Mm -hmm. in all areas of your life. And when I'm doing that, consistently and effectively, that's when I'm feeling like a super mom, because that means that I am showing up very intentionally for my kids and, um, creating very intentional time and it just kind of everything follows suit.
1: All the things that matter most to you are top mm-hmm. of,
0: of yeah. the list and where you want
1: them. Right. Mm-hmm. So, so often that doesn't happen where, yeah. they, where the things that are most important to us, we're like, oh my yes. goodness, they're at the bottom. What did we, what happened today? Yeah. yeah. And so I think
0: like it's setting boundaries, you know, in personal life and at work. So take like at work, that means like, okay. And I always say like, Do I questioning what meetings you need to be a part of or not and challenging that and um, realizing that there are things that you can push off to next week. And here's the priorities for today and for this week and just managing that with um, kind of unapologetically, just in alignment with your values and um, what, you know, needs to happen and most important things.
1: Yeah, yeah, I love it. What is one small step busy moms can do today? So if they're listening and they're like, okay, I want to be more in alignment. I want to take that Mm -hmm. imperfect action. I want to do this. What's one small step they could do today.
0: Mm -hmm. I think today I would just challenge you. The first thing that comes to mind is just like sit down and write out like, what is it? What do you want? Like for your family, for your life, for your work map out. And again, I didn't make this up certainly, but map out your perfect day like map out your perfect day next year. Let's not even do the three to five year out thing. Like next year, what does your perfect day look like? What are you doing? Who are you around? What does your work look like? What does your whole life look like? Take all those things and just pick, focus on one area and what's one small thing you can start doing today. What's one small habit? What's one small action, one small task, even if it's researching, like say you, you, this is just an example, top of mind. You're like, gosh, I would love to start a podcast. Okay. Well, and you know, you have no idea how to do it. What could you start doing right now? Maybe your first step is research either who to talk to and who could help you or research how to start a podcast or like just start mapping it out and take that first step. And don't, it doesn't have to be this big, overwhelming task. It's broken up. Right. So just take the first one.
1: Yeah. One little Google search. Yeah.
0: It can, I hope, I hope that answers your question. <laughs> yeah.
1: I loved it. That was great. Um, if, um, if our listeners want to find you, where do they find yeah. you?
0: come over to imperfectlyambitious.com or you can find me on Instagram at imperfectly underscore ambitious. And then I'm on perfectly ambitious podcast, wherever you listen to podcasts.
1: I love it. Thank you. Thank you so much for being here today.
0: Oh, Lori, this was so great. I appreciate you. I love all your work. Thanks for having me.
1: Thanks for listening to the Secrets of Supermom show. It doesn't have to end here. Head over to secretsofsupermom.com and take the quiz to find out your personalized supermom superpower. Or if you want to hang out in the next best thing to real life, join me at Secrets of Supermom on Facebook or Instagram. Big hug, y'all.